0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop 5 Basketball Academy. And with that, let's bring in our man, Bart Reed. Now, Bart, I've got to tell you, I love learning something new every day. And I've been asked two different questions. Uh, from our yes, Asher Record Service Company about a gentleman I maybe I should have heard of. I'm not sure. Um, so you can you can uh, help tell us what uh, James and Ed is actually talking about. James says, from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback, is Bart having a camp with Drew Hanlon coming up? Uh, can we get details? Yep. And then uh ed says saw bart camp can we get drew hanlon on the show with bart maybe so if you would tell us who drew hanlon is and uh what is involved or what this entails
1: yep so so drew hanlon is uh discovered me when i had just been in the business for a couple of years and wanted me to be a part of what he was doing and essentially he is probably, well, I don't think he is. He, he is the probably the most famous trainer in the world. So he's got, um, so he trained Bradley Beal since he was about 14 years old. So he has Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid. Um, uh, he's he just got basically a laundry list of NBA superstars that are just excellent, highly skilled basketball players. So to me, Drew has kind of invented what I would call modern, field development that's more game enhancement so we don't do the cones we don't if you don't do it in the game we we just don't do it so he's kind of the godfather of that so he is coming into town uh randy you'll appreciate this he's he's making a little golf trip to arkansas playing some in hot springs playing pv and october the 23rd we are doing a camp fourth through 12th graders 12 to 3 at the new arena in Sheridan, so twelve to three on October October the twenty third. So that's a Sunday, and the cost is ninety nine dollars. And we're doing grades fourth through twelfth at Sheridan High School. So it should be a really great event. We've already almost hit our limit in the first couple of days because you know Drew's such a big name within basketball. So looking forward to that for sure.
0: Wow. All right. So if if some body, some youngster or whatever age may be, uh, if they wanted to be part of this camp, where do they go to register? Yep.
1: yep. So you can you can
0: go any social media outlet. You can type
1: my name in, Bart Reed, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter. We have the link live. Or you can go to puresweat.com, and the registration form will be right on there, and you can you fill it out, and it will save you a spot. So, you can go to my, my Facebook page, Bart Reed, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or Drew Hanson, any of his social media outlets, or puresweat.com.
0: What kind of uh, cap are you talking about, Bart, number-wise?
1: Well, so this is kind of gets to be the heart because we're asking everybody to bring their own basketballs, and that's important because we can, we can service a lot of people as long as we have enough basketball. So we're going to try to keep the number under about – 80, and I think that's going to be hard to do because we we just got so many that are requesting it. But the new arena and shared, Randy, as you know, is a really great facility with a ton of goals and a lot of space. So it does enable us to push that up we want if we want to. So, but certainly we're going to try to keep it in that range. I think 70 to 85 kids. Wow. And that's boys and girls, Randy. To be either or. Wow.
0: Interesting. All right, uh, let's talk with Mike. Never mind. Let's talk with William. William, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
2: Hello, how are you all today?
1: What's up? Uh, they were changing, you know, uh, receivers, receivers to your safeties and stuff like that. Uh, is there not enough income freshman defensive backs?
2: Well, those two guys are freshmen. The two that they moved are freshmen, and both of them played defense some in high school. So, um, no, I mean, they're...
1: didn't didn't we didn't we have didn't we bring some in that were just defensive backs? Wasn't Anthony was his name Brown? I can't remember his last name. Okay.
0: it seemed like there was
1: two or three freshmen that he just brought in.
0: This is what I have: Ladarius Bishop. Hudson Clark, Malik Chavis, Corey Johnson is a junior, Arthur Jr., Case Lowry, redshirt, freshman, I'm not sure, is he still with the team, Chase Lowry? Keon Parker, redshirt, freshman, uh, Trent Gordon, redshirt, freshman, uh, Anthony Brown, yes, he is a freshman, he was listed as a safety, Jacory Turner, Redshirt sophomore Jaden Johnson, Jalen Lewis freshman. But uh, I don't know,
2: don't know what those guys. You know, we haven't heard from them. No, yeah, we, that's so that's two. I wonder, name, I Brown wonder if anybody's
1: if anybody's mentioned Javion Hunt and uh, James Joyner because they play safety too. They're pretty good size too, six
2: foot two hundred pounds.
0: Well, I would suspect if. It continues to thin out. Now, Hunt is he is he still with the team, Rick?
2: I don't know that.
0: Uh, I know Jorner is. Uh, I know that Quincy McAdoo basically volunteered to move over to the uh, defensive side of the ball. Maybe James Jorner does the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he played last year safety and running back at Parkview.
0: Yeah. I think you're correct.
1: Okay. Well, that's all I had. Thank you much. Thank you, William. Hey, hey, Randy. You yeah. talk about a tough, tough game from an athletic perspective. Going from Arkansas to Provo, Utah, just getting acclimated to just the conditions there. They will be so out of breath, so out of shape. That is a really tough tough road game to play in any if you're completely healthy everybody's firing doesn't matter that is a tough trip
2: coming i was up. wondering yeah you know thinking about that supposedly it's the seventh highest elevation of any college stadium in the country i don't know if that matters or not may but yep. uh sometimes if if you were a pro and these are college guys they might go out a day or two early I, Arkansas, I don't think, has ever done that in football except when they went to Hawaii back in 1987. But I wonder if they considered that, uh, going out to at least have maybe 48 hours instead of 24 before they played. Because actually it's going to be less than that. They get to the hotel at 5.30 Mountain Time and play at 1.30 the next day. And so that's all the acclimation there is.
1: Well, well, Rick, I'm going to tell you, we – when my years in the Sun Belt, uh, University of Denver was still in the Sun Belt, and they were mm-hmm. basically windless unless they were at home because it was such, it was just tough conditions because of the elevation for any of the schools, predominantly most of the Sun Belt is in and around our area. It was such a tough just environment just to maintain your breath and wind, and I've played in a tournament, Salt Lake City, and I would consider myself in excellent shape and I literally got out of breath walking up a flight of stairs. That's how mm-hmm. drastic the change is. So I'll keep my fingers crossed for them because it's going to be tough.
2: The only time I've been to Utah was when Arkansas played in the NCAA basketball regionals in 1985. Mm-hmm. They beat Iowa in the first game, lost to St. John's was number two in the country, and they lost to him by three points. I don't remember feeling that. I, You know, now I was considerably younger then, and, of course, mm-hmm. the athletes are all younger anyway, but I don't remember feeling that, nor do I remember that being a um, factor in the basketball games. So I do remember it being a factor in the 1990 uh, Final Four at Denver, but I don't remember it being a factor in Salt Lake City. So, And I don't know how close Provo is to Salt Lake City. I just don't know. Yeah, it's just right there. I mean, it's 20 minutes. Okay. Well, we'll see. They're yep. gonna, they're gonna play. They're gonna show up and play. We'll see. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: It's a, it's a, uh, it's a tough transition. I'll tell you that. Uh, this from Mike. He says, uh, "Just tune in. Can you go over what the little book is this week? Six hundred twenty-two dollars twenty cents. The Bud Light Little Blue Book. The tiebreaker is total offense for KJ Jefferson. Total offense for KJ Jefferson." Now, Bart, you jumped in last time. You might as well jump in this time. What is your score? And what is the tiebreaker? And we're talking KJ Reed and his total offense. And as we stated from the outset, total offense is passing and running, not anything else. That the rest of it is considered tandem.
1: Okay, so I need to give the score and then all right, so let's say whew. I think it let's say three hundred total, uh, no, 250, 250 total yards. So, okay, say two hundred in the air, 50, uh, 50 on the ground. So I think it's BYU
0: twenty-eight, Arkansas ten. Ooh, twenty-eight ten, BYU. Oh,
2: he's going to he's thinking that altitude is going to be a factor. Yeah, I starts
0: saying, you must be thinking about that altitude <laughs> getting to him in a hurry. Yeah,
2: that's.
1: No, I think it'll be close, but I, I, I think they have it. I think they certainly have
0: an edge. Okay, all right, and they're a really
1: right. good football team this year.
0: Yeah, they're not bad. Four and two. All right, your uh, uh, hoop Fi, uh male and female uh, performers of the week.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's go to Jacksonville. So let's talk about one of my one of my favorite players. So, Bryson Hammett is a six seven power forward center for jacksonville now in a time where all the big guys want to be guards bryson is a true kind of throwback he loves to work on his post game he's a true 6 7 extremely long about 210 pounds has excellent shot blocking ability excellent post up extremely strong and has great hands so this is a guy that played a significant role for the arkansas hawks as they had a lot of success in grassroots this season especially against elite-level competition where they had guards driving to the basket. He altered a ton of shots for Coach Bill Ingram. This is a guy with UAPB offers. ULM is coming in with some offers and pretty much could have his pick of any Division II schools around the state. But I think Bryson is a Division I type player. He's really working on his skill. He's working on facing up in his jump shot. He's an extremely hard worker. So a guy that averaged 10 points and 10 rebounds last year, all-conference performer, Look for him. He's 2024, so he will be a junior. So look for him to have two really big years coming up for Jacksonville.
0: And the Hoop ladies performer of the week. All right.
1: So Brooklyn Broughton. So this young lady is a Lake Hamilton Wolves. So they lost Lake Hamilton on the girls' side, lost three players to college basketball last year on the girls' side. Brooklyn is the only returning starter. She is a junior. She's 2024, one of, in my opinion, one of the best overall athletes in the state because so she's going to have to carry a big load this year from a scoring, ball handling, and shooting perspective. So she plays for Arkansas Select, which is a very big in state grassroots organization. She was all conference last year, and they walked. Uh, beat everyone in the conference in the 5A and lost in the upset in the first round of the state tournament. A lot of people, Randy, had them picked to to play in the state championship. That's how good they were. So last year she averaged right at 9 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 steals. So you can see her athleticism pops out. So she is a 2024. She is a combo guard. She can play the one, but she really kind of falls into a scoring slash small forward uh, combo guard. And look for her to do big things for the Lake Hamilton Lady Wolves this year.
0: You know, Barry, it sounds like, and I, and I realize that sometimes we toss labels or terms around easily, but is there not becoming now almost a common thing is this combo guard that you're yeah. always talking about? For sure. I Randy, you almost
1: have to just say, because we've become such a scoring-driven game. Even the point guards now, if you're not scoring, I just you're just not even going to make it to... When you go to these big camps, as I was at Wooten's and I had a chance to watch Pangos as well in Dallas, and Pangos is an invite All-American. The point guards are so type A alpha scorers, the, this idea that almost everyone is a combo because there's really... Not hardly any true point guard, and very rarely now are you seeing that traditional just knockdown shooter that can't do any else. Anything else? Most people are well rounded. They drive to the basket. There's so much spacing in the game, but I agree. We're in the combo position. We're in positionalist basketball. We're in five out, four out. Everybody can shoot the three, and. We're talking about Terry on at six ten, could possibly more on the power forward side, stepping away from the basket and being more of a threat to shoot the deep ball versus a traditional post up. So certainly, the game has changed, my friend. That's for sure.
0: Well, I mean, I, I'm watching. Uh, this goes back to the uh, Arkansas tour over in Europe, but I mean, Anthony Black is a point guard, oh. but I mean, he's six eight. But then you had yep. Jordan Walsh, who's equally six seven six eight himself, but he's yep. taking the ball off the backboard and he's running up the floor as if he's a guard. And yep. uh, you know, and I'm not sure what you'd call him. He wouldn't be a combo guard, but everybody now just seems to be a combination of something. Either that point forward, we hear that term.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, there's yeah. so many of the terms they throw out there now that. Uh, uh, so often these kids are, are capable, certainly capable. I mean, I, I can understand where positionless basketball gets its name because these kids are so interchangeable today.
1: Yes, and Reddy, did you see speaking of that where they had Coach Musselman put the? You know, we see a zone which we thought would be our weakness. Uh-huh. He puts Anthony Black right there at the high post. He's really a guard with excellent court vision. And the ball immediately comes to him, and he he automatically has his read with just this unreal court vision, and just moves the ball so effortlessly. That guy's really amazing. If he gets a jump shot, and he could consistently oh. knock that down, he could very easily be a top pick in the NBA draft next year, with his skill um, level.
0: I, I realize a lot of folks will not relate. He reminds me of George Gervin. They're known as the Iceman.
1: Iceman. Oh, yeah. Just well, he's that.
0: smooth like that. That's yeah, for sure. Just, That's a just, good good comparison. Just got that game. All right, this from DJ yeah. from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. He says, elevation is no joke. In 2006, I took an Army physical test in Jonesboro in June. Three days later, I took one at Fort Lewis, Washington. My two mile run was ninety seconds faster in Washington. I guess because of the light air. But uh, mm. yeah. That's a minute and a half that's uh, for a two mile run, that's pretty significant. Yeah.
1: Yes so. it is. It I it certainly will be a factor. I I don't they I don't know how much of a factor, but it will be a factor for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the the unknown to me always is how much is the crowd gonna be a factor. Mm. They're having a wide out and granted you're getting K J back, uh he's been said this week that he's had just a tremendous week of practice. You hope so. Everything is in is in sync and yep. um but orp, orp. I don't know how any of us can, can factor in the altitude. I, I no. really don't.
2: But think about this, Randy. Would you rather be playing in front of a whiteout in altitude or listen to those stupid cowbells for three hours? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here, here's the That's thing. That's a good point. Yeah, That's a great there's, point. There, there's going to be 63,000 fans there. That's the first time that I've been to Starkville, and I've been there – 1992 was the first trip uh, when Arkansas joined the SEC. I went there two years ago because of the COVID deal. But um, that was the most choreographed effort I have ever heard with the Cowbells. They were conditioned to, okay, now you do this. It was almost like they had a cheerleader leading them in the Cowbells. And so I think their crowd was, what was it, 56,000, something like that. But it sounded like 80,000 because of the Cowbells. And so uh, did it affect the game? I don't know that it did. But nonetheless, I I would rather not listen to that than play in front of a whiteout. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's a good point. Well, they sure need a W. I know that. Momentum is a real thing. and If they could go make a trip and win a big football game, that would be huge down the stretch, just for confidence. They need it.
0: Get off to a good start. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
2: Well, I'm back in the fight, Pat. Uh, listen, um, BYU, are uh, we playing there at home? Be at BYU. BYU. What? It's at, at Provo, Provo, Utah.
0: In Provo, Utah.
2: Oh, Provo. Uh, Provo, yeah. Yeah, Provo. Yeah, didn't it? Listen, um, I'm, I'm going to think that uh, – Basically, we need to win this game, so I'm going to give it a 34 to uh, 21. Okay.
0: And how many total yards of offense for KJ?
1: Uh, for who?
0: KJ Jefferson.
1: Oh, is he a quarterback this
2: week?
0: Yep. Total, total offense.
2: I don't like it. Total offense for KJ's uh, 243
0: two forty three. All right, Whoop yep. good to have you back home. All right, Bart. Have a great week. Thanks, we will talk with you next week. Uh, it's Bart Reed.